You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, Second to none, whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro, folks, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Good afternoon, one and all. Well, I, I want to um, touch on, I think this is so disturbing what's going on. I hope that, um, that the authorities, the people in charge don't fall for this. But like many of you, I, I, I'm tired of this mob rule. I'm tired of what is now starting to play out. With this teacher in Pawtucket who was arrested over the weekend and for vandalizing the Christopher Columbus statue. He was arrested uh, for vandalizing the statue with two other individuals. Now, I get it. Listen, he deserves his day in court. Uh, you know, haven't heard the defense yet. We just know that he is a social studies teacher. And he is, in fact, you know, uh, in the Pawtucket school system, government schools, and gets arrested for vandalizing the Columbus, Christopher Columbus statue in Providence. Well, now, suddenly, you have this family and people that have stepped forward, and they feel that, you know, we're starting a petition, and uh, he, we don't think he should be fired. Now, this has zero to do with, you know, we, we are not a system set up where when someone is arrested, we, we then, what, take a poll? And decide whether or not they should be prosecuted. I, I don't know what all the evidence is. But this business that somehow, this isn't a matter that he is. Let me hear. This is the uh, the Channel 10 story, I folks, about it. losing his job. 34-year-old Derek Garforth is accused of desecrating a Christopher Columbus statue over the weekend in Providence. Good evening and thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Patrice Wood. And hi everyone, I'm Dan Jennings. The 19th Amanda Hoskins live at Jenks Middle School where students say he had been working. Amanda? 
Good evening. The family that I spoke with tells me that Garforth was a standout teacher. They say many students looked up to him and learned a lot from him. They say this is another lesson. Yeah, how to what? Another lesson. I understand there might be, you know, some repercussions. This clown. To take him and, and remove him as a teacher is, I think it's it's the wrong move. What? An online petition now with well over 5,000 signatures is the Panagiotis family's way of sending a message to the Pawtucket School District. You could tell that he cares about the students. This is the father. Teaching, what? And he, he just cares about the, the yeah. country. Derek Garfield cares about was the country. Over the weekend, after police say he and others yeah, threw paint at teaching? this boarded-up statue of Christopher Columbus, the district says Garforth is on leave pending the outcome of an investigation. Maybe this was just a statement by him uh, as a social studies teacher to try and, uh, you know, elicit some change. In the last week, no, statues vandalism. of Columbus have been vandalized across the country as talks continue about whether or not they should be removed. Pentagonis's son says Garforth is a top-notch educator whose students are lucky what? to have him at Jenks Middle School. He's genuinely interested in teaching us. Hoping that he could get his job back so he could start teaching other young kids like me and so that he could start shaping the young minds for the future. The family says they can't believe the outpouring of support the petition has already received. They hope it will be resolved soon. And I want Amir to know that you can fight for things in this country. No. He was arrested. A ride spokesperson said that they're letting the school system and police deal with the investigation, adding that Ride does not believe that vandalism is an appropriate form of expression. Reporting live in Pawtucket, Amanda Hoskins, NBC 10 News 19. And it's not images vandalism, folks. And again, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. That was the report on, on Channel 10. You know, that father, yeah, he is a teacher. What is he teaching them? What exactly is he teaching him? That is someone that has no business being in a classroom. Can you imagine what the history lessons are? How do you think he portrays our country in Vietnam or in World War II? Or how do you think he portrays President Trump right now to his students? First of all, no one would confuse Jenks Middle School in Pawtucket with a blue ribbon school, right? So let, let's just like get to that. Let's at least address that. This is not some high-performing school. This is one of those schools that the proficiency rate is atrocious. The, you know, most of the students are performing at least two grades below where they should be. And again, a lot of this has to do with, uh, the, you know, social economic background of the area, of the people that send their kids there. But no, th do you see what's happening here? They want to circumvent the law based on petition and the danger involved here now that father well you know and he could teach something and that no excuse me you know i'll tell you exactly why something like this can't stand and these people they're so ignorant of history is can you imagine go back towards the civil rights and what if in fact the family down south or maybe somewhere else, but let's just stay with down south. What if the family of a of a uh, an African American, a black family, their home was vandalized, and they catch the culprit? Do they take a poll around the neighborhood? Let's take a vote. Who thinks they should drop the charges? Raise your hand. No, we don't operate that way. See, this is the mob mentality that is taken forth. Right now, they say there's five thousand signatures. You know what those five thousand signatures are? People that hate Christopher Columbus protesters uh progressives they hate our country they want to rewrite our history they don't believe in law and order and now they're trying to turn it into like a popularity thing and the fact that this 
father puts his son out there like he's speaking for it. You know, I think he could teach a lot. No, what he's teaching, we don't need taught to students, let alone that this is a social studies teacher. Can you imagine what he's teaching them about Columbus? Vandalism is not an acceptable form of self-expression. I want to repeat that. Vandalism. If you smash a window, you don't say that's just the way that I express myself. It's unacceptable. This cannot be tolerated. This cannot be allowed. We don't operate that way. This goes back to like Pontius Pilate. Which one should I release? Right? Jesus Christ or Barabbas? Is that what we've come to? So now this guy's accused of the crime. Let's bring him down. He's from Pawtucket or well, he's from Pawtucket, but or teaches Pawtucket Middle School. All right, let's bring him down and uh, let's have the crowd gather. And then we'll either say stone him or do we set him free, right? And they all start chanting Barabbas. <clears throat> we don't operate that way. We operate under the rule of law and the children should be taught that way. You know, there's a real lesson here, by the way. Think of what this is. What the, Think of what this, this father is really teaching his son and other children as far as you know the, the, we're starting to fall into folks the two different sets operating of two different sets of laws that there's laws for certain people and then there's other laws that maybe they don't always apply and think of in high school is that what you want to teach these kids these children that maybe if you are the quarterback of the football team and you get caught doing something that's against the rules let's uh let's put it to a vote and let's let everybody decide whether or not that this is okay because they're popular and maybe we don't like that rule anyway no we we're not going backwards people like this this is misguided this is also now depending on the type of crime so if you burn down the house of someone that's got a trump sign out in front who happens to be a trump supporter well, you know, maybe we should take a vote on whether or not you get punished. And how far do you want that to go? How about if someone burns down uh, a Jewish business? So I guess in an anti-Semitic neighborhood, you could take a vote. Let's take a vote. Let's start a petition on whether or not the arsonists should be prosecuted for this. Because we think they're teaching a lesson. Do you see where things are going and how dangerous this whole thing starts to become this is frightening that this type of mentality and i also listen i'm not going to knock the reporter from channel 10 <coughs> but i just wonder if this is really reporting it's starting to become folks they just set the camera and the microphone and they let them say whatever they want they let them there's no pushback there's no challenge there's no you know, so should this be acceptable? What else should be acceptable? This time he vandalized uh, the Christopher Columbus statue. What if the English teacher decides he doesn't like what's going on at City Hall, so he's going to, boom, smash a window? What if the gym teacher decides to burn a police car? Are we going to put this all under self-expression? You know, do you see the danger that we're falling into? This is misguided. This teacher should be fired. This teacher is not someone that should be around children. They should not be in the classroom. It also gives you some insight, and it's frightening insight. Can you only imagine the way that George Washington is being portrayed or the founding fathers as racist, as slave owners, 
as white supremacists that took over the country. And, <clears throat> and then you wonder why some of these kids are so angry as they're showing up at some of these protests that turn into riots. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11 and we go until 2. This portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. And right now, Father's Day coming up on Sunday. Tremendous selection of annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs. Gift certificates available. Look for their website. It's prmaterials.shop. prmaterials.shop. But stop by Rhode Island's number one garden center. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. And again, look for them on facebook um i i would prefer and i'm seeing less and less of this where the reporter engages with um with exactly what is being said you know do you notice that a lot of the protests i don't see anyone saying um i do see it you'd see it a lot if there was a trump uh p trump supporters are out there they get questioned you know they're the ones that are given the third degree and uh and exactly what are you doing there what message does this send i'm seeing more and more of this on a local basis where the television station sends someone out and you know there's a thing in the business that sometimes newspapers turn into they just print the press release right people send a press release and then the newspaper doesn't do a story on it they end up just basically like printing the press release i'm starting to see that a lot with local television uh, a younger, they always tend to be young reporter sent out and they're basically just told stand there with the microphone and the camera and just record whatever the person says. Don't question them on it. Boy, I'd like to question that father. So where, where else did this go? Why don't you let us know what other crimes are now acceptable by a teacher all things, right? How far is this going to go? What if now like a firefighter breaks the law? You know, they're all cracking down on the police. But what about the teachers and what about the firefighters? This is going to be an interesting story to watch. And again, for those that are just tuning in, good afternoon, folks. It's John DePietro. Remember, visit the website, DePietro.com. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. It's John DePietro Show. But over the weekend, you have the um, Christopher Columbus statue in Providence, which was, you know, now covered and it's boarded up on Elmwood Avenue. And in, uh, in the north end of Boston, it was actually decapitated, if you can do that to a statue, which they did. So then they had to remove it because someone took the head off the Columbus statue. And then there were threats. It's been vandalized in the past. And they did catch three people. One of them happens to be a uh, social studies teacher at this Jenks Middle School in Pawtucket. So he's arrested. And by all accounts, he should be terminated. He should no longer be a teacher, even though it's very difficult to fire a teacher. So suddenly now, either some um, activists or some people um, that you know that are they're caught up in the movement right now or maybe they just believe that type of stuff they have started a petition by the way these petitions go nationwide so who knows where the bulk of these signatures are you know one local tv station said and all the students are rallying together excuse me you have no evidence of that or in any way we just know a petition went up online that a teacher who's being cheered on um, vandalized a christopher columbus statue and so now there's 5,000 signatures not to have him fired. And you heard the Channel 10 report a few moments ago where the father, I guess, of him and his son who started the petition 
are saying, you know, he's a good guy and he shouldn't lose his job for this. And, um, you know, folks, these are the same people that they would argue that if a teacher wore a Make America Great Again hat to school, or if someone spotted it in his car, he or she, or maybe they were spotted at a Trump rally, they would demand they be terminated. Absolutely. They now, and I think this is probably common, where the mob rule that we're seeing that has overtaken the country, the mob rule has now moved into let's do mob justice. Much like I said, kind of like Pontius Pilate and Barabbas. You know, who wants to see this person set go? Who's going to be held accountable for this? Who's going to be punished? Cheer louder for this one. So now the mob is yelling that this guy should be let go because we don't like that statue any wrong. They cannot cave on this. This teacher should, if, if proven true, should be absolutely terminated. And they are misguided because I, there is no room in the classroom for someone like that. Zero. We, we are, we're not going to descend into that type of anarchy is what they want to move into. All right, folks, it's the John DePietro Show. A lot more ahead. Stay tuned right here. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Mega Logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on Mega MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 401- 431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming, experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439-6028 439-6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there 
Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, the licensed arborists help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Folks, it's Sean DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com. It's time for Politics This Week with the managing editor of OceanStateCurrent.com. His name is Justin Katz. And Justin, I'd like to start off. It was uh, Friday afternoon. I was actually the one that asked Governor Raimondo uh, about the Christopher Columbus statue in Boston. It was basically decapitated and then uh, taken down. And then over the weekend, not only did they uh, have to board it up and uh, put a fence around it and try to protect it, but then three people were arrested trying to vandalize the statue. One of them happens to be a teacher in the Pawtucket School Department. Governor Mundo on Friday did not say uh, talk about taking it down, but saying there's definitely a discussion and she's against any type of vandalism towards the statue. So... um, we last the end last week, you know, suddenly it became if you don't like something, you rip it down. We saw it, uh, you know, a lot of the monuments um, in the South. I'd like to get your thoughts uh, on the Christopher Columbus statue. Yeah, well, there's there's a whole lot there. I mean, the I, there may be no more telling story in the news right now than the social studies teacher arrested for attempting to vandalize a Christopher Columbus statue. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're wondering. Well, young folks acting the way we do recently, yep. that's a pretty good indication of, of, I mean, if he's doing that, you know, after however, however much time of distance learning, if he's doing that, I mean, what, what is a teacher like that teaching in the classroom? And you get the feeling it's not, he's not an isolated case. So, you know, although taking it into action as he allegedly did is a whole other level, but uh, <clears throat> this seems to be the, the, a big problem in our education system is, is, teachers with that kind of attitude, not reinforcing uh, sort of our cultural values, but rather teaching a radical uh, ideology that wants to destroy statues. But it, uh, across the board, it's kind of a, and I know Middletown, Connecticut, they took their statue down of Christopher Columbus. It's, it's kind of, um, you know, a, a rewriting of, of history in some regards. It's, it's disturbing, especially the de- decapitation. It starts to make you think of, uh, say, the liberation of Iraq when all the statues of Saddam Hussein came down. Uh, the big difference there is um, he was a, a, actually a person who had been oppressing and killing and, and destroying his people. Whereas we're kind of inventing, we're imposing, you know, 20th century, 21st century uh, narrative on Christopher Columbus years and years ago. So it's it's kind of a it's a it's a lesson in in how we're we're really battling a f- false demon, so to speak. What did you make of uh, Governor Mundo saying, "I'm against vandalizing," and then obviously the city had to take efforts to even put it like in a in a box. But then also, um, you know, Justin, there's this attitude and atmosphere right now. It, it is uh, it's really mob rules. It kind of reminds you of um, I've ever seen like an old Frankenstein film with it. You know, they have the torches out in the mob. And they're going up to the castle at night. 
um, there's this attitude right now that if you say you're outraged, it, it basically people feel entitled to any form of destruction, almost as if, you know, if you go to the grocery store and for some reason you were unsatisfied with the service, by all means, feel free to smash the window on the way out. We, we have got to get out of this mob rule right now where people just all you have to do is basically say you're offended or outraged, regardless of how old it is. And um, and my and but that this is the time where we're going to rectify everything. And then therefore, not an element of petition, not an element of discussion, just mob rules rip these things down. Well, I think it, it, a lot of it comes down to the, the weakness of leadership. Um, last time we had this discussion of Christopher Columbus statue, which was only a few months ago, they were talking about uh, Mayor Alorza was talking about moving it to, I think, Federal Hill That's as, correct. If, as if to rely on the Italians to protect their own statue, which is a, really a, a detrimental way to look at these things. What, what leaders should be doing, and it doesn't say anything good about our culture and our, our society in Rhode Island right now, that we have to box a statue to protect it from vandalism. Uh, what what a leader would say is, hey, look, I don't necessarily agree with what the statue represents, but you can't vandalize things. You can't break them. That's kind of the attitude. Instead, it's, yeah, let's have a discussion about what people feel about this. And it only, when you, when you mix it in with radicalized education, it only to some extent encourages people where you need sort of leaders who are going to provide that bulwark and insist first and foremost on the rule of law and having public debates about an issue without resorting to violence, without resorting to vandalism. Uh, and we just don't, we don't have anybody in Rhode Island upholding that sort of virtue. No, we don't. And I was, um, and folks, again, uh, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. speak with Justin Katz, Manning Jenner, OceanStateCurrent.com. Our segment is politics this week. Justin, I was downtown yesterday, and I don't hear the media stress enough. You know, they were so insistent on what a peaceful protest we're going to touch on that by the way the whole youthful protest yesterday and i can already hear the talking points but you know the biltmore is boarded up the uh the hotel used to be the western the 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 outside of that around the all boarded up budget car rental next to biltmore all boarded up downtown still boarded up how do we get out of this now where they're trying to have this narrative that everything is on the right course and it's a, a positive thing and everything starts with a peaceful protest. But is this the new way of living we have to adapt to where, you know, things are, are bored at the Biltmore hotel is completely boarded up and there was not one mention of it in any of the news reports as the crowd marched past it. <laughs> well, that, all depends on the narrative they're trying to push. I think yeah. a lot of what we're seeing now, you can you can see in the the saga at the New York Times recently, where they they the editor published an, an op-ed by a U.S. senator, Tom Cotton, uh, that some people objected to and was forced to apologize and actually lost his job over it uh, because the radicals in the newsroom and the readership insisted you cannot publish somebody like Tom Cotton expressing the views that he did. I think there's a there's a large element of the a, a challenge for kind of your more liberal, what we used to call liberal uh, people facing down these radical progressives. They they agree with all the causes, but they're trying and they but they haven't quite figured out how to say, you know, let's slow down. So instead, I mean, why does it I, I was noting days before this this 
peaceful protest that the headlines are calling it a peaceful protest in advance. It, well, you don't know that it hasn't happened right. yet. It, yes. But there's so why? But, but in what? Why do you even need that adjective? <laughs> Didn't it used to be that a protest used to imply in the United States anyway used to imply peaceful? Well, no, because they're not always peaceful, and it's a way for the news media to to try to discourage violence in a cause they support. I think that's the tricky place they're in that they they don't want to they don't want to say anything negative about the cause. Uh, so they're kind of hiding that meanwhile kind of trying to encourage the better angels of the people who are who are involved with it. And so it's it's going to be interesting who wins that battle over the long term. You know, I'm glad you said that because I've been seeing it more and more in local reporting to me. It's uh I see very little reporting. I see uh, it's like, let's shoot some film and just give this narrative. You saw more of it yesterday with that. I know that behind the scenes, there were a lot of the professional uh, activists, organizers that you and I you know, know the names of. They were the ones out front. They were the ones meeting with organizers. They were the ones with the police. And yet when you watch any of the coverage, you see all these young people lying down. We're told that this was organized by just you know, two teenagers. It's the same script. That, uh, that just seems to uh, continue to go on. What did you make of um, the young people yesterday, Sunday, the die out, all die, all lying down on the ground for eight minutes and 45 seconds in front of Providence Place Mall? Well, uh, that's it, it's not an original concept. I mean, it, that's just been done a lot in the past couple decades of the die-ins and that sort of thing. And, you know, look, we're, we're dealing with a population of, of students who've been not at school, not having that normal kind of teenage and, and early 20s social life that, that you and I and others are used to. Uh, they've, they've got nothing much else to do. A lot of the stuff is still shut down. Uh, and here's a, here's a way you can go out and socialize with no guilt because even even the most uh, even the most uh, you know righteous of of covid-19 watchers in the news media won't say what are you doing you're doing harm you know this so they can go out they can do this and at the same time you add in the the radicalized teachers who who've taught these kids and as we've discussed over the past few weeks in some ways our education system is teaching students to be protesters um, in, in some regard with all that social justice as a, as a virtue that gets taught and impotent and imbibed in the students in, in imbued in the students uh, throughout their careers. And a lot of when you apply to colleges, what have you done? There's a lot of, I'm in this group and we advocated for this and we did that. That's the sort of thing we're encouraging in, in young adults. And so when you add in the fact that they, they haven't been able to go out here's an opportunity to go out a cause that makes them feel righteous and feel like they're part of something. And they've been trained to do this. And meanwhile, as you say, the adults are kind of taking care of the tricky stuff, you know, keep maintaining security and all that. It, it becomes a, you know, more of an event than anything. And it's in some ways it, it recalls the sixties the and the, the boomer generation. So I imagine there's a lot of nostalgia going on in that too. Folks, um, coming up, we are going to talk about possible uh, state name change. Also, the GOP candidate that's challenging Senator Reid uh, had a questionable incident. And also more about uh, just Governor Mundo, the handling. It's all ahead with Justin Katz, our segment Politics This Week, right here on the John DePietro Show. 
I received the nicest email from one of our listeners saying, John DiPietro, thank you for telling us about Winfield Termite and Pest Control. I said, hey, thank them. Folks, you can call them today, Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 401-821-7800, online, winfieldpest.com. Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service, Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Remember, family-friendly pest control professionals that you can trust for your home. Call them today, 821 821- 7800. What can Winfield Termite and Pest Control do? Well, remove ants, termites, mice, cockroaches, any pest from your home, yard, business, or commercial property. For a free estimate or to schedule a home inspection, call Winfield Termite and Pest Control today. The team you can depend on. 821 7800. Now, listen, this is going to be a bad tick season, but it won't be. Or mosquitoes, not if you call Winfield Termite and Pest Control. They can protect you, your family, from ticks, mosquitoes. Now listen, who knows what potential viruses that could be spread, whether it be from a mosquito. This is not the time that you want to get Lyme disease from a tick. You'll be able to enjoy your property, maybe for yourself, for your family, for your grandchildren. Protect your home, your family, and business. And that's what it's about protection i trust winfield termite and pest control to protect you your family your property your home and your business winfield termite and pest control call them today 821-7800 821-7800 winfield termite pest control rhode island's most dependable pest control service a family friendly pest control professionals folks you're gonna love these guys you can trust call them today 821-7800 or online at winfieldpest.com. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at Innovast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same day, text estimate 401-617-2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home the side of your home on your pavement on your patio maybe it's on the basketball court bethel certified softwash they have a great facebook page jared the before and after pictures are just incredible what your home could look like or your garage your property with bethel certified softwash power wash now jared he came to our house folks it looks brand new get rid of you know it just happens you build up some of that algae and mildew and maybe sometimes you just have some 
dirt and grime, Bethel certified soft wash power wash especially now we're spending more time outside you want your house and property to look the best it can jared did a fantastic job my neighbors are saying my goodness juan look how beautiful your house look it looks so clean my kids said daddy it's like the house got a bath i said it did get a bath from bethel certified soft wash text jared free same day text estimate 401 617 2585 find them on facebook it's bethel certified soft wash it's going to make your property your home your deck your walkway any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified soft wash it's john DePietro, folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until two it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz, the managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, I want to um, ask you about in the political scene in the Providence Journal this morning, you know, this gentleman that is running against, he's the Republican, running against, finding someone to run against Senator Jack Reed is not easy. Um, they did find someone. I was unfamiliar with them. Basically, listen, it's a, another situation like the Barry Hinckley lived in Boston, figured a, a Senate seat in Rhode Island as chief. So then he just lived in Newport full time, ran against Sheldon Whitehouse, lost, but ran a, a good campaign, a real campaign. Um, this particular gentleman uh, living in mass, uh, black conservative, decides he wants to run for the Senate, runs against Senator Reid. I haven't heard of him. Um, I haven't met him. I have not interviewed him and now uh, the providence journal is the one to disclose that apparently he was involved with a domestic incident not 20 years ago not 30 years ago not 10 years ago um just within the past year he was involved uh and arrested with a domestic incident um i'd like to get your your thoughts on that well i first i have met alan waters and a nice guy and, and some some good ideas and enthusiasm from a conservative point of view. Um, I think what we what we see here, as you you sort of alluded to, we've got the the Republican Party in Rhode Island is so hollowed out uh, that there's no there there's there are no barriers uh, to to entry for even the most prestigious races, so to speak. And so that that creates a lot of a lot of problems. I mean, if 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 you had a healthy party with multiple people running for multiple races, there'd be debate, there'd be discussion. A candidate like Mr. Waters would maybe start out at a city council level and then spend a few years in a general assembly and then maybe run for U.S. Senate uh, or Congress or something. That, that would be the, the, in a stronger party. That would be the way that would go. And by the time you get to that point, you're 10 years in, you've got a record, you've got a history, you know people. And an incident that happened last year is actually now an incident that happened 10 years ago. And I mean, it sounds like his family went through a rough spot and probably still going through it. And that, that happens and you can't really blame people on a human level, but it, it's hard to understand why somebody would want to be running for, uh, especially us Senate uh, in, in a, with that in a recent past, it's just, it's such an obvious liability. So, I, I mean, I, I think the, the, the focus for, on this is, the, the Republican Party needs to decide if 
if they need to run people in every race and if so how they're going to if, is it good enough just to show up i mean you and i've both seen over the years somebody who shows up who's willing to do any kind of self-funding hey come on in you know um and there's only so much vetting you can do and when the principle is we want somebody on the ballot because otherwise it's just a free ride uh, then for the for the incumbent democrat then you know you, you start to overlook a lot of things and and maybe not have the difficult conversations you know maybe maybe this isn't the time for you maybe concentrate at a lower level race where you won't face this kind of scrutiny and heat uh, but those conversations just don't happen because the party's so weak do you think and kathy Gregg uh points this out to her credit with the journal and i i was surprised at this but two things number one they claim the party claims they knew about this incident and still you know encouraged him or they're behind him to run. And two, he got the endorsement. I understand you don't want to leave it open that Senator Reid runs unchallenged. But is this really the person who then gets the endorsement? And Justin, if we're up to you, would you say you're our candidate knowing now what has been made public in the journal? Um, well, I, if, if it were up to me, I, I, I was uh, a fan of Sue Sienke's pledge to run general assembly candidates and even dip into lo local races. Uh, so if it were up to me, the, the party would not be looking at um, looking e even seriously at, at Congress or Senate. I mean, if, if a Republican wanted to run there, you know, all right, maybe we'll, we'll you know, give you some logistical support, but um, that's not where their, their focus should be. Um, as to how, why the nomination happened, you know, at, at this point, you've got a lot of Republicans are frustrated. They want candidates. They see a guy who, who's, who's intelligent and friendly and presents well. And, you know, hey, he's the only one on a ballot. Let's endorse him and, do, and see where he goes. I think there's, there's a tendency to, to not, to, to, you know, because the party's so weak, there's a tendency to not necessarily consider the likelihood you know considered as a real race as you would if you had a shot at winning <laughs> you would you would be a little bit more a little bit more forceful and, and all right let's let's look at this let's highlight this candidate let's let's you know endorse this one not endorse but when when every race is 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 a long shot and has been for years and years uh it it gets a, a different kind of a, a mentality a different way of looking at the local politics and, and I, I think it's it's another another facet of the Republicans rut in Rhode Island more than anything else. Yeah. I, um, again, I don't know this gentleman and now I, I won't know this gentleman, but um, I understand the element. I mean, if he's uh, running, he's a black conservative mm -hmm. uh, who knows, maybe he ends up a Newsmax by doing this. Then he could be, he was the Republican against, I think they envision they're going to end up in like debate on C-SPAN or something like that. It's not going to happen. Uh, I don't even know if Senator Reed's going to give him debate in this climate, but I, I just think you don't need the bad hit and bad press that now they're getting. And then this will kind of, you know, could be used as a wedge um, against the party. I understand. And again, like I said, they don't want uh, the seat to go completely unopposed. But I agree with you. Uh, now you have to deal with this bad press and fallout. And then if I'm a candidate running, I don't know if I want this guy near me at an event. Uh, should the, you know, the press or just opponents pick up on it a little bit? Um, so I, I, I think that the negatives kind of weigh the positive and I agree with you. I'd focus more just on the, 
the General Assembly. I hope they are focusing more on the General Assembly. Folks, it's John DePietro. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Coming up, we are going to talk about should the state change its name. Speaker Mattiello has emerged from uh, like uh, Punxsutawney Phil. We're going to talk about that and the uh, Center for Freedom and Prosperity. It's all ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story. I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash, and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401 401- 710-7096. We made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at 9 o'clock at 5 of 9. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said Ryan's appliance repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer Excuse me, within five minutes. And then I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make uh, microwave popcorn, and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's appliance repair at 401-710-7096. And then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizen's discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And he'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401 401- 710-7096. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401 401- Three two one two seven nine nine. That's four zero one three two one two seven nine nine. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Four zero one three nine two ten twenty five. Four zero one three nine two ten twenty five. Or online, they have a great website, Lawn Doctor. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today, 401-392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time release fertilizer, professional blend of high calcium line. Lawn Doctor. Go online, check them out. It's lawndoctor.com or call them today, 401 392 1025. Lawn Doctor. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at dipetro.com right at the top click on the listen live well the story out of new york that initially broke saying that some uh, new york city police officers that someone put bleach in their shakes at shake shack 
Um, they're saying now that they don't believe that that is the case, that instead that somehow they weren't cleaned properly. There were uh, some New York City uh, police officers that were, I think they were actually working a protest in lower Manhattan, right at uh, lower Broadway and Fulton Street, which is actually not far from, well, it's right down in the Wall Street area, and it's actually not far from Ground Zero. Uh, but what I think is frightening, even if this now proves to be false, uh, that this did not happen with this Shake Shack, and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. What I think is frightening is the fact, folks, of the reaction that went out online when uh, the story broke that they believed that three New York City police officers had been poisoned. Someone put bleach in it. The comments online are frightening. The fear of copycat is real. We have disintegrated into very dangerous territory right now where people are being cheered at the possibility you should see the comments online wow what a great idea i work in such and such a place we're going to do that boy this is the solution maybe we should hear us another comment here maybe we should all do it on one day something has to be done this is atrocious what is going on with law enforcement this is terrible you don't poison police what has happened we have fall, fallen into a third world country. Police, uh, you know, should there be police reform? Uh, you know, yes, obviously. And, and, and that is being looked at. But we don't do it in this type of way. People cheering on. There's something wrong with people that feel that that would be justified. And you watch. Th this is what's going on. Throwing things at police, that's tolerated. Now trying to poison police. Folks, we can't have... A society where this is being celebrated those that are encouraging that need to be called out and and what a lot of people also don't identify is this was one of the criticisms of black lives matter when it first came about was because of and colin kaepernick you know no one talks about the fact that he was wearing those socks that had um you know the head of a pig in a police uniform and uh you know the in the in 2015 when black lives matter really started to show up on the national um uh you know national landscape uh they they a lot of those demonstrations they were beyond anti-police they were preaching violence and like kill the police now you haven't heard that as much you do see it with some of the signs you do see it a lot of the protests i've talked about on this show how the local media they won't they ignore it they pretend you know i demonstrated that last week that there was a demonstration in south kingstown and the local reporter was like what a beautiful peaceful demonstration showed a little boy sitting on a rock holding a sign and what they don't show you is behind that is people with very vulgar anti now it goes beyond anti-police they want harm to police they use obscene language regarding the police they want to you know i, I don't even want to say it like kill the police the media has an obligation to report that i had a back and forth with one of those anchors at channel six who basically said we have the right to pick what picture we want to show excuse me that that's not your job you're supposed to show a reflective if there are signs at a rally or a protest and they are vulgar or they're obscene or they're encouraging violence towards in this case the police you absolutely have an obligation to show that and report that well we can't show vulgarity i i get that then you black it out and show people just how obscene it is that you can't even show it but you're misrepresenting what's happening 
by putting forth this narrative that there's a little boy sitting there on a rock holding a sign of that that's not an accurate depiction of what was going on at this god they were in love with the phrase the peaceful rally i don't know where this came from uh but this is frightening time folks i i stand with police police men and women they need our support i feel terrible for their families um they are uh, so, so many times they're so involved in the community, both uh, policemen and women. They do the right things. And, uh, and this has to come to an end. Of, uh, and this business now of uh, poisoning their food is disgraceful. This, to me, goes into the area of domestic terrorism. It does. I'm John DePietro. J. Kale Engineering, folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J. Kale Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J. Kale Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, JKL is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, second to none. Whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at JKL, 401-351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. JKL, 401-351-7600.